0: M S W media This episode of the Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist from anywhere in the world on your schedule. Listeners of Daily Beans get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/dailybeans. <laughs>
1: Swearing, dear the beans, dear the beans, dear the beans, dear the
0: beans. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, September 27th, 2019. Today, the acting director of national intelligence testified before the House Intelligence Committee. A redacted version of the whistleblower complaint is released. Political reactions to both, Pelosi's impeachment plan takes shape, and updates on McGann and Ratcliffe. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. Hello. is on vacation today. So thanks for filling in, Amanda. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so. Thanks for filling in yesterday. Yes. yes. No, no, no. Don't think don't think of for yesterday. <laughs> no. <I'm kidding. laughs> no, yesterday was fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, no, I appreciate you. So um I definitely think that uh you add a dynamic to the discussion that is well worth your participation.
2: Oh, indeed. Thanks, AG. Mm-hmm. I love listening to y'all. Um it was fun just listening as like an actual listener. Oh. This morning, as an mm-hmm. observer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You like? I didn't listen. Yeah. It was good? Yeah, yeah. It was great. Sweet. It was a really important episode. It's a huge news day. One of the biggest of the year. So it was really cool. Yeah. It's been a big week. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.
0: Thank you. And um, we do have a lot to get to today, too, um, especially that whistleblower complaint that came out and that crazy DNI testimony. So we might as well jump in and hit the hot notes. Hot notes.
2: All
0: right. So this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, I had to get up at five to prep and get coffee and <laughs> waken my brain. Uh, the acting director of national intelligence, McGuire, who has been on the job for about six weeks now, <laughs> testified before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence or Hipsy. If you hear me say Hipsy, that's I'm talking about the Intel Committee. And he was testifying about his role in the whistleblower complaint, not making it to Congress. Uh, McGuire is former Navy SEAL. He was uh, 36 years of service, and I think that that came into play a lot in his uh, what I consider to be poor judgment uh, by not turning over the complaint um, the ICIG found credible and urgent to the intelligence committees in Congress, and and we'll go over that in a little bit. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the testimony that we heard this morning. So one of the things that stood out to me like right off the bat was when we found out that the ICIG and the DNI referred made a criminal referral to the Department of Justice uh, for campaign finance violations and or for to, you know for an investigation into the, the what the president was doing uh, on this call mm-hmm. you know with the Ukraine and all of the context that goes around it, and we learned that the DOJ limited the scope of their consideration, not their investigation but their consideration to just campaign finance violations. Uh, And I don't see, first of all, I don't see how it isn't a campaign finance violation. I don't see how it wasn't with the Trump Tower meeting either. But Mm -hmm. Mueller had decided that uh, Jr. didn't possess willful knowledge uh, that he was breaking the law, which you can't say now because of the Mueller investigation. (laughs) Uh, And opposition research has value. uh, And you're soliciting it. an in-kind contribution to your campaign from a foreign government. And that's what he was doing, regardless of whether there was a, a quid pro quo or not, what we call a quid pro quo. Uh, so, but apparently the Department of Justice said, well, there's no campaign finance violations here. We're closing the matter. They didn't consider anything else. They didn't consider RICO or counterintelligence or um, bribery or corruption or conspiracy or anything. They, they didn't consider anything. And something interesting that uh, Joyce Vance brought up is that when – The DOJ decided to conclude that part and say, we're not going to investigate that. That effectively stopped the ICIG from doing a full investigation on it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really, whoa. Yeah, And that's why Schiff at the end was like, so the ICIG can't investigate now because, you know, corroborate all this evidence because the Department of Justice decided not to even consider an investigation so somebody has to investigate it would you think that you if you got this credible complaint which you have and that's urgent would you want to investigate it i think somebody should and that's what congress he was trying to establish what congress needs to do
2: yeah um there was a lot of moments where I think where I didn't really understand a lot of the details and we got some clarity on that today we got a lot of clarity on those details Mm -hmm. but he it was interesting seeing him as a witness because he doesn't seem I mean he's not a piece of shit like Lewandowski right right yeah like a (laughs) smug asshole yes so it was interesting not a punchable face right not a punchable face (laughs) and it was hearing all of these things come out with someone like him instead of someone like Lewandowski. I was much more... um, It adds a certain level of, I think, credibility to his testimony, number one, which is really important, and it gives him a stronger basis to move forward with. Yeah, I agree that he was credible as a witness. I just disagree. I think
0: he made a poor judgment call.
2: Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but but I wasn't... 100%. I wasn't like...
0: Oh, what a piece of shit! Right, uh, mm-hmm. like not credible witness. This yes. asshole is
2: right. And uh, another element too, like he admits that he went to, to. It took Adam Schiff, you know, a lot of direct circling back to the question that he was trying to get him to answer, but getting him to say that he went to the White House first. Yeah, he went to White House Counsel first. Yep, like first thing he did that, and and it took him, you know two minutes or something to, like, eventually circle back and admit that. Yeah, after the human pretzel couldn't pretzel anymore. Yes, exactly, which (laughs) is obviously, like, a huge lapse in judgment. But whereas in Lewandowski's testimony, I kind of just saw, you know, a punchable face. And this guy I saw someone that is making it very apparent that he was, like pulled in between two sides and he was flustered and you could see that he was flustered when he was even answering the questions but at least he wasn't blatantly lying to Schiff mm-hmm. he was willing to say yes I did go to the White House first even yeah. though the White House was the subject of the complaint itself yeah and that's I think the crux of the poor judgment right mm-hmm. but I think he had a reason
0: for doing that um, not not a good reason. But he's been in the military for 36 years. Uh, You're very steeped in this idea of the chain of command. And his boss is Trump. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether that complaint, whether Trump was the subject of the whistleblower complaint or not, he gets something where he says, my boss is above me, therefore he can't be under the DNI. Mm -hmm. And I can only, you know, forward within seven days things that are under the DNI. He didn't quite understand that. It doesn't have to be under you in the chain of command to be under your purview as a director of national intelligence, because election security and election interference <clears throat> falls under the DNI. Trump might not on the org chart, but I think he felt that if he didn't go up the chain, he would be doing an end run around his chain of command. And that's like the number one thing you learn not to do when you're in the military. Right. <laughs> but I think what he was forgetting. Out of line. <laughs> I think what he was forgetting is that it told him right in the law what he had to do, which was give it to Congress. And he must not have felt or didn't it didn't occur to him that Congress is a is co-equal to the president and is up also above him in the chain of command. Yeah. So you don't have to go to the Department of Justice, which you're equal to, which you're, you know, equal to in the in the governance chart. You don't have to go to the White House because he's above you in the chain of command. You have the Congress that is also above you in the chain of command and it says right in the law that you shall give it to Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and it's loyalty to the president and not loyalty to the people if you if you if you take it if you don't take it to Congress. It was you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know if he was necessarily been trying to be loyal to the president as
0: much as loyal to his chain of command, no matter whose ass was in that seat.
1: Yeah, that's the sense I
2: got too, AG. And correct me if I'm wrong, but regarding the shall language, it seems like his understanding of that language is that it does not apply if the complaint wasn't deemed an urgent concern, right? I forget what the other word is. Yeah, urgent, urgent incredible. In, yes, urgent incredible
0: concern. And he for some reason thought that that was up to him, and it wasn't. It's up to the ICIG.
2: Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch the thing that I saw, because for some reason I'm thinking that I saw him say that it had been determined in general, not necessarily by him, which made me feel like it came from the DOJ or something.
1: Yeah,
0: but it also says specifically in the law that he can't override the initial finding of the ICIG. So to take it upon yourself to make a judgment about the urgency and credibility of it, and then to take it first to the White House, which is the home of the subject of the oh, complaint, yeah. and then to take it to Office of General Counsel, Office of Legal Counsel at Department of Justice, which is the other person yeah. in the
2: complaint. Totally. I- I'm surprised he didn't consult Giuliani on what he was supposed no, to I do. I completely agree that he made the wrong calls. I, I just, I more believe his, his sort of position and him being in a relatively new position as far as Six our country ways. is. Six weeks. Yeah. It's sort of like how Comey was between a, a rock and a hard place. Yeah, and I do, though, believe that he probably sympathizes with Trump more times than not. Otherwise, I can't imagine he'd even be in that position. But he did a better job of at least making me believe that he was trying to do what he thought was what he was supposed to. Yeah, we would be in a much different
0: situation if Ratcliffe had been Mm -hmm. uh, confirmed as the DNI. Instead, Mm -hmm. if you guys remember, back at the end of July... The same week that Trump had the call with Zelensky, as we come to find out, He's trying to confirm he Ratcliffe, nominated right? Ratcliffe, who's yep. on that committee today and was just a complete asshole. Wow. Uh, yeah, because they knew this must have been on its way to coming out. Yeah. So imagine if Ratcliffe were the DNI. Oh, God. Yeah. And and, and thinking of but why, thinking of why he passed over Sue Gordon, who probably he felt would have handed this over to Congress. And that might be why Dan Coates went into the off- to the room and said, you resign now, we're going, we're leaving, mm-hmm. bye. Uh, and, which I think is, and that was after she was passed over. Um, that's when she left. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she, was, she might have gotten the job and then left because I think, I just would be really interested to see the communications as to why she was passed over, why Coates took her with him, why Coates left, um, and why... You know, and why he chose Ratcliffe, and if there were any mm-hmm. communications between him or his office or Giuliani and Ratcliffe or Bill Barr and Ratcliffe mm-hmm. about why he was being nominated to be the DNI, I mm-hmm. think we would have a much different story. Oh, yeah. Uh, than we do right now. So we're kind of actually lucky uh, <laughs> that, that uh, we don't have a totally corrupt uh, director of national intelligence and that the ICIG, who was appointed by Trump and probably Trump is really mad at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might see him resign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Atkinson, I think his name is. And that we have an ICIG who said to Adam Schiff, hey, did you get my credible and urgent threat thing I sent the other mm-hmm. day? <laughs> you know?
1: Hey, man, did you, did you get my email? Yeah. <laughs>
2: you sent it with those exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the flowers I sent? Uh, yeah. Damn it.
0: I'll put a trace <laughs> on it immediately. Yeah. I am um, Nunes was an idiot Your ex-boyfriend Oh god yeah I was uh, He was annoying He just immediately Pivoted to emails Clinton's emails And the server In the Ukraine And Biden And corruption And uh, all this other stuff It was just absolutely You're like Oh my god shut up You're suing an internet cow
2: when Man. the time comes for him and jesus chooses i hope he literally dies on a hill just for the just for the symbolism of it when jesus, chooses. <laughs> when jesus chooses i'm not wishing him any preemptive deaths here on the air but i i will say yeah um, he is, karma will too. not get off that hill no it is insane. <laughs> it isn't so insane i also think what was um something i appreciated from McGuire's testimony today was that he explicitly said with with passion that he does not believe that the whistleblower is a political hack.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that multiple important. times.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Hurd, all the Republicans were complaining about the Democrats like going after him. I'm like, hes they're asking questions. They're not going after him. I think Hurd said something like, a, he's a Republican, but he's pretty reasonable Republican. And you'll notice that the Republicans on the House Intel Committee are a lot more reasonable than the Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee. Um, we don't have our Jim Jordans and our GoMerts and our Matt Gateses, so. Uh, but Hurd said, um, "You've taken a lot of arrows today. Probably more arrows today than you took in your whole military career." And I'm like, D- "Do the Republicans have a bow and arrow <laughs> yeah. contract
2: with Lockheed oh Martin? <laughs> they thought that was so clever, probably, <laughs> not realizing that does
0: that check out? <laughs> I'm and General Custer, the last two white guys to take an oh, arrow in this God. country." It was just the weirdest yeah. comment. I just stole that joke, by the way. Uh, that was a <laughs> that was a, a Dennis Leary joke, probably stolen from Judd Apatow.
2: Mm-hmm. He was talking about the army that took over Indigenous people's lands. I guess.
0: Oh yeah. Well, or you know, the Wamapoke people in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very. Sorted history mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah also i i really thought castro did a great job that's when the really good questions started coming out i i was wondering what happened i thought we abandoned the five minute rule maybe that's just in the judiciary committee because those were the committee rules in the judiciary that they had changed to prepare for impeachment and i'm wondering if they're going to enact those same impeachment rules now that pelosi is moving towards uh centering impeachment in the house intel committee because she wants to focus it on this thing we'll talk a little bit more about her impeachment plan moving forward as we go go further into the show um but more cracks in the gop occurred as the day went on um i've noticed uh more republicans starting coming out saying this is bad um this is troubling this is disturbing uh and and then this just in by the way from cnn (laughs) this is oh wait off the subject let's let's finish our discussion about the about the testimony i don't know if you have anything else to say about it
2: um no not not really
0: Yeah, because I I did like Schiff's final line of questioning. I thought Schiff did an excellent job. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like I want him to borrow that Burke guy from the the Judiciary Committee and Mm -hmm. ask the questions Uh, because a lot I feel like a lot got lost. But I think it was a much better, more reasonable, less circusy a uh, hearing a more like it just had a serious tenor to it that the stuff in the judiciary committee has yet to have.
2: Yeah, I love Nadler and I think he does a great job, but I think Schiff is exemplary. Yeah,
0: he's mm-hmm. just and I think he's a former prosecutor too. I don't mm-hmm. know if Nadler is or not, but I know that Schiff is. So, um, but I wanted to get to this other breaking story. Corey Lewandowski has apparently been in talks with the White House about potentially taking a position inside the administration to help fight the impeachment.
1: Oh, my God. Uh,
0: Interesting, considering he wasn't protected by that blanket immunity. uh, And we'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, we'll be right back uh, with an analysis of the whistleblower complaint that was released today from the White House just in in like 60 seconds. After these messages, we'll be right back. With our United States healthcare system, there are so many barriers to access quality mental health care, and it can be especially hard if you have an issue that's preventing you from being your best self. But now, there's better help which is overcoming those obstacles by offering fast access to affordable quality counseling. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a wide range of issues such as depression or stress, anxiety, we've been feeling a lot of that lately. They cover LGBTQ plus issues, family issues, um, anything that you are, you know, that there's throwing up obstacles for your mental health and you can connect with your counselor in a safe and private online environment, conveniently and securely so that anything you share is confidential. And as I'm sure you've experienced, one of the biggest barriers to care here in this country is access, which includes the ability to travel to your provider. But with BetterHelp, you can get assistance on your own time in the comfort of your own home by scheduling secure video or phone sessions. Or you can even chat or text with your professional counselor from anywhere. Another obstacle to care here in America is price. But BetterHelp is a truly affordable option. And for Daily Beans listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month with discount code Daily Beans. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com slash Daily Simply fill out the question They'll help assess your needs and get you matched up with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com dailybeans. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's take a look at this whistleblower complaint. It was released early this morning, Thursday morning, by the, by the White House. And it's uh, nine pages long. It includes a letter from the ICIG at the end that is six pages long. And the complaint itself, it doesn't fuck around. It starts off immediately, pretty starkly, by saying, In the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials that the President of the United States is using the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. election. This interference includes, among other things pressuring a foreign country to investigate one of the president's main domestic political rivals. The president's personal lawyer, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, is a central figure in this effort. Attorney General Barr appears to be involved as well.
2: Goddamn. So,
0: getting right to it. Hell yeah. Uh, the blower then gives us a timeline saying that over the past four months, more than six U.S. officials informed his complaint Uh, And while it's secondhand, he finds their accounts credible because in almost all the cases, their fact patterns were consistent with one another. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, one of the Republican talking points, isn't it? That the DNI repeated it multiple times in his testimony Thursday, that these accounts are secondhand. But uh, part one of this letter is about the July 25th call. So now we can corroborate that the call is part of the complaint. And it says, in a July 25th phone call with Ukrainian president, Mr. Trump brought up brought up American aid to that country without explicitly mentioning that he had just frozen a military aid package of hundreds of millions of dollars and then pressed the Ukrainian leader to investigate Mr. Biden. White House officials uh, believed they had witnessed Trump abuse his power for personal political gain. So notice here it doesn't say we believe there was a quid pro quo, we believe there was extortion, we believe Mm -hmm. there was bribery, it's just uh, abuse of power. Yep. That Trump abused his power for personal political gain. And we know what happened during that call because the president released the transcript, quote unquote, and there seems to be a bunch of it missing, but it it's still really damning. The president pressured Zelensky to initiate or continue investigations into Biden and his son, to turn over DNC servers examined by CrowdStrike and to meet or speak with Giuliani and Bill Barr. Those were the three things that, that Trump wanted. And White House officials and and pressured is the word that's used over and over again in this complaint. And that'll come. That'll be important in a second. Uh, White House officials that informed the whistleblower said they were there were discussions about how to treat the call because the president had abused his power for personal political gains. So there were already discussions about what do we do with this call? Um, Then the Ukraine was the first to provide a readout of the call. And that said Donald Trump expressed his conviction that the new Ukrainian government will be able to quickly improve Ukraine's image and complete the investigation of corrupt cases that have held back cooperation between Ukraine and the United States, indicating from Ukraine's point of view that Trump was saying that there, that because they hadn't completed those investigations of corruption into Biden that that was holding back cooperation between ukraine and the united states and ukraine is absolutely dependent on the united states for protection from russia Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which is a weird relying on america to protect you from russia is a weird thing
1: (laughs) a weird (laughs) situation to be in especially nowadays
0: And then we get to part two, and this is efforts to restrict access to records related to the call. And this is the cover up, right? Mm -hmm. And not just the obstruction where they wouldn't give the complaint to Congress. Even if we took DNI's word face value and say he just delayed it for a minute so he could make sure it was okay to hand over and then he got all the information, but it actually came from the White House. Uh, It says here, the whistleblower writes that the White House lawyers directed White House officials to remove records of the July 25th call from the system where such documents are normally stored and place it instead in a system for storing highly classified information like files related to covert actions, even though it did not meet the criteria, in order to limit the number of officials who could see it.
1: Yeah, that's what I was I was hearing today is that he's essentially using his uh, uh, executive privilege to cover up criming to say this is classified information. (laughs) You know, this is classified. You can't see it. And so Mm -hmm. that's he abuses the fact that information is classified because it's illegal and it's yeah. not
0: at all classified and, yeah. and and the whistleblower says that several yeah. times in the complaint right. too none of this is classified y'all
2: right and republicans yeah. today were coming out in his defense saying well it makes sense that trump would do that because everyone keeps leaking in the media and it keeps causing all of these issues that he doesn't deserve to be going through so they're saying their argument is it doesn't matter it if it's classified. unclassified information he has no other choice but to make it classified because the freaking deep state media is such an enemy of the people right now yeah so he's saying, basically they're saying whistle. Blowers are leakers. Well, mm-hmm. again
1: spies. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, that comes yeah. up. That comes up yeah. later.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something interesting that happened. Somebody caught a recording of Trump. Uh, ooh, that was mm, yeah scary. You can hear it online, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But this is the cover up part, right? I mean, not just the obstruction with the DNI and the delay or whatever you want to call it. I, I call it obstruction, but the real obstruction here seems to be abusing his ability to put these documents about these phone calls into areas of storage where only a very few select people can see them. And then we get to the stuff leading up to the call. And Zelensky, basically, when he won his election, the ambassadors Volker and Sondland met with members of the new Ukrainian administration to help them understand and respond to messages from the United States on one hand and (laughs) conflicting messages from Rudy Giuliani on the other. And it was during that time uh, that U.S. officials told the whistleblower uh, that Ukrainian leadership was led to believe that a meeting or a phone call between Trump and Zelensky would depend on whether Zelensky was willing to play ball. And those are words are in quotes. And that right there mm. is an implicit squid pro quo. Play ball. Yep. Also very mobby. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> and there's a couple more instances where that kind of mobby... Uh, Squid pro crow happens. Uh, But shortly after Zelensky's inauguration, Giuliani met with two Ukrainian officials. And on June 13th is when Trump told Stephanopoulos he would accept dirt from foreign sources. Uh, on his political opponents. Cool. Remember when he did that in yeah, the Oval Office? Yeah, I do. In the, we'll Oval the Office? truth
1: now. Yeah. Isn't there a recording of that being like, if I, if someone, uh, Norway, <laughs> yeah. gave me information, I would want it, wouldn't you? That's I'd a think, Stephanopoulos... That Norway. Yeah. Norway. <laughs> mm, let's pick a rich white country. Yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's a Stephanopoulos interview inside the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. And that makes me angry in and of itself that somebody would sit in the Oval Office and say that they would accept... Uh, dirt from opponents uh, on opponents from foreign leaders.
1: Yeah, he's just admitting it. He's like, wouldn't you abuse your power to stay in power? I would.
0: Wouldn't (laughs) you break the law? I sure did. Then June 21st, Giuliani tweeted out that he wasn't getting what he wanted from Ukraine basically. And in mid-July the whistleblower learned of a sudden policy change with respect to U.S. assistance to Ukraine, which is a classified attached document. And we don't see that, but I'm assuming it has to do with withholding the military aid. But they mention it unredacted later on. And finally, the whistleblower wanted to add a few things, including that on 14th May, Trump told Pence to cancel his travel to Ukraine for Zelensky's inauguration. Um, Secretary of Energy Rick Perry led the delegation instead, dancing with the stars. (laughs) According to these officials, it was also, quote, made clear to them that the president did not want to meet with Mr. Zelensky until he saw how Zelensky, quote, chose to act in office. Uh, I do not know how this guidance was communicated or by whom, the whistleblower says, but there's another squid pro quo. crow. I'm going to find out. Let's see how he acts. Let's see if he wants to play ball. I mean, it's just so obvious. Yes, it is. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, when Lindsey Graham was asked, what would be quid pro quo to you if this isn't? And he says, well, you have to say, uh, I, if you don't do this, I will do this. Or if you, that's not how crimes work ever ask any prosecutor that's just not how it goes
2: yeah fuck you lindsey graham and yeah i hate him so much lindsey
0: graham crackers and july 18th the whistleblower learned that the office of management and budget suspended all security assistance to ukraine at the the direction of the president but no one learned why there wasn't any memos as to why he did that usually that's included in a program change of that magnitude Mm -hmm. then we have a letter from michael and that's the end of the whistleblower complaint uh, he also says he he doesn't know, but was told by several U.S. officials that this is probably not the only call that was put into that special secret system. So they'd be interested, interesting to get access to that super secret system and see what else is in there. And then we have the letter from Michael Atkinson. That's Trump's ICIG, who basically says this is urgent and credible. Uh, did a preliminary investigation, found it to be credible. Who recognizes the limitations of the whistleblower complaint, including that it's secondhand, but it's still credible. And uh, that the quote, uh, here, this I'm quoting, air quotes, quote, although the ICIG's preliminary review identified some indicia of an arguable political bias on the part of the whistleblower in favor of a rival political candidate, such evidence did not change my determination that the complaint re- relating to the urgent concern, that the complaint relates to the urgent concern, mm-hmm. uh, appears credible. Particularly given the other information the ICIG obtained during its preliminary review, so he's saying, "I did preliminary investigation, found out that this person might not have voted for Trump, but uh, my determination of the complaint relating to the urgent concern appears credible." Still, uh, you know, given the other information the ICIG obtained during the preliminary review, so he says, "It's kind of like the Struck Page stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. except not as drastic."
2: Yeah. Well, it's turning out to be more drastic, it seems. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not on that. But yeah. But here's the thing, though. That must be
0: where Trump got the idea that the whistleblower was partisan. Mm-hmm. Remember when mm-hmm. he tweeted right. that out before he was supposed to have seen this whistleblower mm-hmm. complaint? He'll run with that, too. You know? So, yeah, but he already started running with it. before He's not supposed to have seen this. Mm. Uh, right, but he just,
2: yeah, he got it
0: immediately it seems yeah Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if he got it way back before september 15th and that's why pence was called to the white house on a sunday Hmm. um so you have to wonder how long he's had this uh and also him having this early uh it explains his use of the word pressure in that press conference with zelensky remember when zelensky was like i wasn't pushed and trump's like pressured you mean you weren't pressured there was no pressure he means pressured because that that word is mentioned quite a bit in here, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's got legal ramifications to it, uh, in like m- maybe a quid pro quo way. Uh, so I think he, yeah, he might have had this as far back as the fifteenth, maybe earlier, of September. Yeah, I yeah. mean, also else? his use of the word pressure. Sorry, Jordan. No, go ahead.
1: Cut you off. Um, he's, you know, you're saying that he's using language that was in the whistleblower complaint, <laughs> and it's like yeah there's no light way to suggest that like if you do this you know you know what i mean like the pressure is implied mm-hmm. like he feels it's almost like again coming back to and i know this is like a tired trope but like his toddler like tendencies where it's like to him things have to be super obvious black and white screaming it for it to be credible mm-hmm. like it, i never said fire the special counsel right i said you know he's yeah. conflicted get rid of him exactly yeah. it's the craziest logic <clears throat>
0: It is. It's typical liar logic. And that he got off all the Mueller stuff or seemingly because Mueller didn't uh, indict him because he couldn't and didn't accuse him because he couldn't because it could jeopardize and imperil future investigations. He feels like he is innocent of obstruction of justice because he didn't say the word fire.
2: Yeah. If he's... Mm. I also don't understand why he thinks that it would make any sort of a difference whatsoever if this person was someone who did not vote for Trump, considering the fact that he himself released the contents of the call, and the contents of the fu- of the call are not okay mm-hmm. as they stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's not like, like you had that call, you did all of this on your own, the person who's reporting it, Whatever. So he's not your biggest fan. Welcome to the majority of the fucking country that you run. Yeah,
0: yeah and all like, this,
2: uh, all this accusation that oh, this is secondhand. It's hearsay. You
0: released a transcript, mm-hmm. partial of the call, and mm-hmm. that in and of itself, you are
2: guilty. Right. Yeah, exactly. Screw it, everyone else. Like screw no one. This was no. This was no spy. No one. No one infiltrated your presidency to make you have this call with Ukraine. You You did that all on your own. And it's your transcript Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you
1: released. I Mm -hmm. think that he thinks because he didn't explicitly say I'm going to withhold funding from you if you don't investigate Biden. He's like off the hook but we know that you froze funding shortly before that call. And then released it. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) After they started saying we're going to, you know, after they looked like they were playing ball. So... Yeah, it's it's all very weird, but we'll be right back in just a second with reaction of today for for today's events uh, from Trump, Giuliani and Pelosi and more. So just stick around for 1 minute. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by privacy.com. Privacy.com lets you buy things online using encrypted virtual card numbers instead of your actual account numbers and that protects your identity and bank information on the internet. Every time we shop online, we're exposing our personal information to merchants and data partners. And that often happens without our permission because it's buried deep in the fine print of terms of service. And if you're shopping online in an open Wi-Fi network, that's double whammy because your banking and credit card information is also at risk from hackers. But privacy.com is a free tool that helps us manage our finances online without sharing our actual banking info. How it works is privacy.com encrypts your info using virtual card numbers so your real banking information is protected. And if something does happen, if someone does get one of these numbers, it's not your actual card. So you don't have to change your card everywhere if one gets compromised. And that's what sold me on it. Uh, That's why I like privacy.com. It's convenient in that way. And it's got, it's just, I love the security. But it's not just about keeping your info hidden. There's lots of other tools like setting spending limits for yourself with certain merchants so you don't blow your retirement on Lululemon not to get too put to find a point on it. But unlike credit cards, the other really great part about this privacy.com doesn't sell your data to huge vendors. And we're very familiar with what happens in those instances. So head to privacy.com slash daily beans. That's d a i l y b e a n s to sign up and start shopping as a special treat for our listeners. New customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Yep, that's free money to use at any online purchase. So go to privacy.com slash daily beans and sign up now. Okay, we're back. So we had a lot of reaction today on both sides to both the testimony of the DNI and the whistleblower complaint. And the first one I wanted to discuss was a reaction from Kaloody Rudy in an interview with The Atlantic. And and Jordan, you you cover our Rudy interviews. And <laughs> uh, I, he, is it just me or does he sound more and more insane? Yep. By the day. Like, we, I mm-hmm. remember we were covering him a year or
2: two ago and we're like, he's crazy, he's out there, his teeth are falling out, he's losing his mind. But, like, it's getting... Yeah, it's really bad. That's exactly what I was going to say is he's losing his mind. So The Atlantic got him on the phone, which is amazing, by the way. Amazing job, Atlantic. Uh, And I'm just going to read some of those quotes. So he says, it is impossible that the whistleblower is a hero and I'm not. And I will be the hero. These morons, When this is over, I will be the hero. Fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, he's going insane. Yelling Yelling. He's seriously going insane. He goes on to say, I'm not acting as a lawyer. I'm acting as someone who has devoted most of his life to straightening our government. Uh, he continued. Um, and says that he notes that he sounds out of breath. Anything I did should be praised. It becomes very apparent why him and Trump are so attracted to each other (laughs) throughout this. Uh, They're just they're so freaking insane.
1: Me, they're the same. Yeah, they're so similar. Yeah,
2: they're completely insane. He's obviously going on a whole rant about. Deep State, the Bidens, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation. He brings up Obama. He's just going completely insane. He talks about the conspiracy theory about Hillary Clinton's health and shit, this is what apparently. When you
1: let boomers on the internet.
2: Um. Yeah. Basically. Still talking about Hillary Clinton's health. Wait. No. I'm so sorry. I misread that. That's or Joe bed. Biden. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing a quick hot note here. Just looking oh. at screenshots of the story. Oh, my word. mistake, everyone. Transparency. <laughs> um, no. This is. Sorry. This is a. Uh, it's saying he has spoken freely about all these topics since the moment he became a surrogate in the campaign. Giuliani has aired far right conspiracy theories. So this is just more so in oh, reference oh, to when he talked about deep state, which he did talk about deep state. He did not talk about uh, the Hillary Clinton health thing specifically, but. On this call with The Atlantic, he made the conscious decision to talk about Deep State, which is obvious because this is a war
1: right now. It's, he a, coup. Between- it's yeah. a coup. It's a coup. Yeah, always a always a coup. Uh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I mean, he's just playing into he and Trump's base, you know, by going straight to that because mm-hmm. that's their strategy. Right now, mm-hmm. is to deflect so hard and to push these conspiracy theories so hard that they to they, they, they seem credible to the to their base that they're appealing to. Yeah, the only people, you know what I mean. They're not speaking to us.
2: No. <laughs> no no, no, yeah, exactly. And apparently uh it, it's starting to piss off Republicans that are in like Trump's inner circle, which is amazing because now he's at war not only with like people like us but also other people that support that used to support him. Apparently this morning, a former senior White House official told them uh, told the Atlantic that this entire thing quote unquote uh, meaning the Ukraine scandal was quote Rudy putting shit in Trump's head unquote which is fucking crazy so oh so it's okay yeah and a senior house Republican aide apparently uh, told (laughs) told them that Giuliani was a moron quote unquote (laughs) and then in response Giuliani said they're a bunch of cowards I didn't do anything wrong the president knows they're a bunch of cowards and he also said that he's looking forward to the State Department sinking themselves as they try to create distance (laughs) from him
0: oh man yeah
2: he is going insane and he's, he's like also a,
0: like a one-man State Department
2: yeah and he's saying that he has text messages that can prove that the State Department was in support of all of this uh, and now they're like pulling back from him cool, so he's bro. going Man,
1: wasn't he yeah, around he, on he, TV he, today? yeah
2: he put it on uh, Twitter too he's yeah. like look at this yeah like cool one less subpoena for us yeah he's going so crazy and he says if this guy is a whistleblower then I'm a whistleblower too you should be happy for your country that I uncovered this. No, see, the problem is in order to get whistleblower protection, you have to work for the
0: government, Rudy. <laughs> you, you don't. Mm-hmm. Did you hear um, Elena Plott, the author of the...
2: This was the story.
0: The Atlantic yeah. story. Did you Did you see her tweet that says that she had this conversation um, while she was in Uber, and when she hung up, the Uber driver was like, "Uh, everything okay? Because ah! <laughs> <laughs> you could hear some crazy fucking bastard yelling on the other oh end of the phone. It's just like, I'm, I'm this- the whistleblower the blower i'm the hero
2: it's me i'm the mary i just yes. that is so funny like crazy uncle rudy <laughs> dude why do they let him talk every time he opens his mouth i don't know why they let him talk i don't either freaking crazy His, his and
0: the shape of his mouth is bothering me now i don't mean to mouth shame it just it's it just irks me it's just one of those things where the person is such a terrible person that whatever they look like it just really mm-hmm. uh, the just thing is punch him.
1: I, in the last couple of years I've started like when I get angry at someone, I pick on like a weird detail of their personal appearance and I feel bad about it, but I also think that sometimes you're ugly on the outside. <laughs> yeah, and then you can focus <laughs> and the it, inside. And then you can focus it on something. You're, well, I sorry, I should have said your 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 inner ugly yeah. shows on the outside is what I meant to say. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: well hate corrodes the container it's carried in. We've yeah. been saying that for a while. Just exactly. Like, Shouldn't shame the way people look. I'm like, yeah, but look at these fuckers. <laughs> hate is eating at them from the inside they look yeah. like crypt keepers. it's terrible like
2: adelson and- yes dude it's not normal to have your eyebrows just constantly resting in the shape of a v yeah <laughs> or it's <laughs> not normal that's what they all look or like or fred I'll just trump like- <clears throat>
0: fred drum right now trump's father with his weird it looks like a skin suit he's wearing i can't even it's just it's it's not shaming people for their looks it is i think that hate physically takes a toll on your body and it isn't yeah. pretty Absolutely. Are you she's doing the eyebrow?
1: I wish I wish, I wish we had video right now. Doing her best just like Giuliani all impression. The time. I also think you should know that the entire time she was talking about Giuliani she looked positively giddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's just so crazy. It's like this motherfucker. Yeah.
2: He's so insane. And yeah, it's like why do they hear it why do they let him talk? But also I kinda hope they just keep letting him talk because now he's trying to wage an all out war against the State Department as a whole. Cool. Trying man. to throw them under the bus. Like, dude, I don't think that's your... I don't think it's your job as you the president's counsel down. to take... Yeah, exactly. To try to take the whole thing, down. We don't have time.
0: You know, you, hey, let's split. The, let's split. You take Pompeo down. We'll take Trump down. Yeah. And uh, somebody and will take you... Right. I'll, something's going to take you down. It's mm-hmm. uh, hate from the inside, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, then we had a report from the New York Times about something Trump said behind closed doors. And this is what you were talking about earlier. Uh, he said this to a private group in a Midtown Hotel, uh, a group from the U.S. Mission, United States Mission to the United Nations. And uh, he wants to know, he says, I want to know who provided the whistleblower with the information about his phone call saying whoever did it is close to a spy. And that in the old days, when we were smart, we handled spies and treason a little differently than we do now. Trump referred to the whistleblower as crooked and repeated that the whistleblower never heard the call in person. You, You released the transcript of the call. How are you disputing the whistleblower's account of the call when you release the transcript of the call and it matches (laughs) Um, the event was closed to reporters but someone got an audio recording of it and you can hear it on the internet now you should check it out Uh, this speech happened as the DNI was testifying Thursday morning later Trump tweeted about presidential harassment and this is a witch hunt and the whistleblower didn't hear the call But like I said, he released the transcript, uh, and we've read it, and it was his edited version of it, and it's still awful. So that's just a weird argument. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear the call. Here's the call. Oh, look, there it is. It matches what he says.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, and Nancy Pelosi has responded to this today by quickly Uh, uh, kind of organizing how the impeachment is going to move forward. Uh, It appears uh, at least at this moment, everything the president has done before will likely either not be included in articles of impeachment or focused on in the impeachment uh, investigation, or will be subsections of this main abuse of power with Ukraine. She's going to focus on, I think she should do obstruction of justice and abuse of power. Those are the two things that I should do, and I think that the Mueller obstructions of justice could fall under the obstruction of justice, maybe secondary to the you know hiding these conversations in a highly classified system that only a few people can see Uh, she's going to focus on the whistleblower scandal and she's going to center that investigation with the house intelligence committee um, which takes the house judiciary out of the main spotlight the six committees will continue to move forward with all their respective investigations into trump and his family under this speedy umbrella of impeachment now but she's narrowing the scope to this event Mm -hmm. and i
2: think that's wise i don't know what do you think uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm team Pelosi right now. Just I'm putting my faith in her to do what's right. I'm just going to keep hoping that she's making the right moves right now.
1: Yeah, it's like you said earlier, it's sort of disappointing that we're not going to get some sort of like grand finale of the Mueller report. And instead, we're focusing on this one specific phone call. But at the same time, I also think that was sort of like a gift Mm-hmm. you know because well, it's he losing the pickle jar for sure yeah totally. yeah absolutely you know because didn't we say the other day that only something like three percent of the population has read the Mueller report um it, it, there's just too much going on and it's not the thing is fox news gives you easily digestible points and people have really short attention spans. yeah let's let's so, talk
0: about america for a second i yeah. mean the <clears throat> the Mueller report it's been it's three years old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people are over it. Yeah, right. And so now you've got who? This new? It's strange.
1: And it's also Definitely. it's also easy to understand. It's clear. It's you know it, he's he's been criming for a while. It Came but out fast. It came out hard. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so for this, I think it is a it, it was a gift for her because it's it's an easy thing to to explain to people. Yeah. And she, to make her impeachment inquiry credible. To, she was
0: waiting, I think, on the yeah. on the
1: financial documents. Yeah, but definitely, that's this, which Just, are
2: still going to come out
0: eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I
0: know, and that's what yeah. the other, and then we'll see all the money laundering and stuff. Yep. That's oversight, and, anti-Max, anti-Maxine, and the Finance Committee. That's uh, Nadler and Judiciary. Mm-hmm. They're all. Uh, doing their part on that in house ways and means is, yeah. is is doing is got some uh, their investigation in the tax returns going on as well and they're all going to get that and it should all be by the end of the year right and everything is going to crescendo at, at like one whoa, yes and then they'll vote on articles of impeachment and if the senate you know they might not send it to the senate they have they have the ability to do that they might just impeach and say we did it Let's go to the election. Yes, we don't care what you think, Mitch, but they might give it to the Senate and force them to refuse to acquit this president, despite all the evidence. Mm
2: -hmm. I also learned today that the first Republican publicly came out in support of this impeachment inquiry, and it is the governor of Vermont who is a Republican governor. Aside from Justin Amash, and yes, that's true. I I wasn't counting him, I guess, because he entirely changed his whole. Well, then let me read the. I don't think SASS came out for impeachment. Um, oh, he just said, this is bad.
0: This yeah, is was, this is right. really, really bad.
2: Yeah. The headline that I read was Vermont's GOP governor becomes first Republican. Go- oh, so I'm so sorry. Republican governor. Yep. I'm so sorry. That's a huge distinction to support Trump impeachment inquiry, which makes no difference in the actual impeachment process. Right. So never mind. But it could, though, because <laughs> yeah. as prominent Republicans and governors
0: are in that group, Senators, representatives, and and governors. I would put governors ahead of representatives. Yeah. Um. As that happens, um, you, it's easier for other Republicans to just say, s- okay. And then that they, you know, they voted four twelve to nothing mm-hmm. to pass the resolution to get the whistleblower complaint to Congress mm-hmm. in in the House, and they voted unanimously in the Senate, uh, Republicans all included. They want to get that whistleblower complaint to the House. Mm-hmm. It just seems like this is it it's like as comedians we tell that one joke and we're like that, was
2: that, that crossed the line okay that's yeah. where your line is yeah definitely I do kind of think <clears throat> I guess where I was going with that in general was if it is this scandal that is what's going to get other people to start crossing over into being more willing to look at his conduct with scrutiny then run with it yeah Yeah, if you think that bringing up stuff from the Mueller report is going to fuck up them trying to pass any sort of articles of impeachment or whatever, and it just needs to stay focused on Ukraine stuff, that may not have been Mueller's function in history.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think, too, he's so politicized now. Like, so many people think that he's, I mean, even though he was Republican, like, I think so many Republicans say that he's partisan for the Democrats, or that he was, like, corrupt, or that he was, like, not... His team of angry Democrats, it takes Struck Page out of the mix, it
0: takes all of that... Mm. Bullshit controversy out of it They'll come up with their own bullshit controversy But I don't know if they can come up with it Fast enough for this one Because before they had two and a half years To come up with it Yeah,
2: this is a day-to-day thing This has
0: developed since September 13th When we first heard an inkling of the news And now we're here at impeachment
1: It's also kind of it almost easier to refute something when there's so many different pieces to it. Like the Mueller report with such a large document with so many different things being investigated. And it's like with this, it's so clear yep. and so difficult to refute. There's mm-hmm. no steel dossier. Mm-hmm. There's no FISA warrant.
0: Um, there's no FBI yeah. corruption because they didn't even get a chance yes. to
1: investigate
2: it. Less messy. Way less messy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it's like it wasn't. None like- of that stuff exists in, mm-hmm. the, in
0: the other thing either. But like yeah there's not even a question here
1: right it's just crazy that instead of deciding to like lay low after he after Uh the Mueller report Trump was like I'm just Uh gonna be brazen be bold keep doing my thing I'm not in jail for the 2016 election interference
2: let's get cracking on 2020. he feels completely emboldened Mm -hmm. and thinks that he can do this all over again and get away with it again it's like when I feed my dog scraps from the table he's like coming back for more bitch Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Don't do, don't feed Trump human food.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they will keep coming back. Uh, and let's see here. Finally, Adam Schiff has announced they will be working through the upcoming two-week recess uh, in the House Intelligence Committee. Thank
2: you. That would make zero sense if they did not. Thank you, Adam Schiff. That would have put a lull in an otherwise
0: frenzied outpouring of news on Mm -hmm. this um so thank you for doing that that would be Uh, too much edging for me it would mm -hmm. just
1: i I wouldn't want to watch them just like having tea or golfing or something i'm like no impeach (laughs) (laughs) no wait two weeks wait two weeks
0: (laughs) all right we'll be right back with more headlines in just a minute Hiring can be a slow process, and at Cafe Altura, their CEO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. Uh, I love that there's a director of coffee. I am my own personal director of coffee, but this is probably like a way more legit uh, director of coffee needed to hire one. he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So we switched to ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you, and that's really helpful. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. So Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and he said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So, see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com/dailybeans. That's ZipRecruiter.com/dailybeans. D a i l y b e a n s. ZipRecruiter.com/dailybeans. ZipRecruiter—the smartest way to hire. All right. Welcome back. Actually, some other things happened today. Let's go over those. The Senate has voted. Actually, this was last night. The Senate voted 54 to 41 to terminate the president's declaration of a national emergency at the southern border and stop the diversion of military funds to pay for a wall along the border. Uh, 11 uh, Republicans voted with Democrats. It was 12 back in March. So we lost one because Marco Rubio, I don't know, he was asleep. Uh, He didn't vote today. We had reported or yesterday. Excuse me. I keep saying that we had reported that Trump was ready to steal another three point six billion from the Pentagon's crucial construction projects. Still, though, they fell short of the veto proof majority needed to overcome Trump's likely veto of the of the um, measure, which is what happened last March as well. Uh, The Senate can vote to block this every six months. So it's going to come up every six months. Uh, They'll probably vote against it. And Trump will veto it and get his $3.6 billion, uh, right out of the hands of our military troops and their families. So with that veto-proof majority, uh, without a veto-proof majority, like, like I said, we'll just keep going through these motions. But at least Republicans in the Senate are on record on this issue. And I suppose with Mitch in charge, that's a good point, a good thing to have. Uh, and late last night... Ratcliffe, the douche who talked about Biden and Hillary's emails in today's D.N.I. hearing. The same douche Trump tried to nominate to be the D.N.I. at the end of July, right around the time of the Zelensky call. But Republicans decided he lied about his intelligence experience. Remember that? Put on his resume that he did all these intelligence things and he never did. So that guy. Uh, And late Wednesday, he quietly handed a resignation from the Committee on Homeland Security. He resigned from his committee post on Homeland Security. I saw it on Twitter. I blasted it out. His resignation was accepted without objection. And I have no idea if this c- is connected to him being Donald's pick for DNI after Coates left and Sue Gordon was passed over. Uh, he also called for the whistleblower to testify once he read the thing, but is against impeachment. And he was a total dick in the testimony today. So I can't figure out where he's at. I mean, I'm sure he's still a Trump sycophant, but like, why did he resign from the Committee on Homeland Security? Yeah, I have no idea. Did they find something on him? Is he somehow tied up in this? Are they like, oh, we have to distance ourselves from you now? Um, but he's still on the intelligence committee. I thought that he should be removed from the intelligence committee when they found out he had no intelligence experience whatsoever and lied about his intelligence credentials when he you know where they were looking at him for dni mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised he's still on the intelligence committee so let's we'll watch what happens with ratcliffe in the coming week or two now that things are happening so fast yeah. <laughs> under the Mueller investigation I was like let's see what happens in the next six months and mm-hmm. now it's moving fast yeah it's I moving prefer really this. Fast. I, prefer I do too this very much i do too uh, so also a judge is set to hold a hearing next month to discuss Trump's theory that he's got absolute immunity and that none of his advisors have to testify to Congress because of that absolute immunity. And this hearing is specifically over the subpoena of Don McGahn. Remember that back in the day uh, when they wanted to talk to McGahn about the Mueller investigation? Uh, this is a case that took a backseat to the tax return case with the House Ways and Means Committee and the Mazar's Capital One case with the House Oversight Committee. Those seem more exciting, but I think the McGahn case will take center stage again as documents, or as, excuse me, documents, as Democrats focus impeachment on the Ukraine call, yeah. right? Uh, the judge in the McGahn case will hear arguments on October 31st. We're pecking that week. Uh, the Dems are seeking a court order compelling McGahn to testify that they want that from the judge, but the White House is claiming that that whole executive immunity bullshit. And according to BuzzFeed News, the Department of Justice is due to file its response next week. Trump has applied the blanket immunity to Kellyanne Conway, Hope Hicks, Rick Dearborn, Rob Porter, Corey Lewandowski, and I assume as the, the McGann case goes on, so will the others. Let me try that again 5332. Trump has applied that blanket immunity to uh, let's see Kellyanne Conway, Hope Hicks, um, Dearborn, Rob Porter, Corey Lewandowski. And I assume as the McGann case goes, so will the others, including speedier resolutions for future appeals for Trump to prevent witnesses to the Ukraine call from testifying in the future. So October 31st, that's a big day. And then because it's Halloween, you never know what to go with. <laughs> uh, November 5th is the Stone trial. November 7th is the Flynn Brady hearing, Brady materials hearing, as well as our live Boston show. November 7th, come see us live in Boston. So it's a busy week. We'll have a lot to talk about in Boston. And I have confirmed Greg Oliar will be joining us, uh, author of Dirty Rubles. Awesome. Very, very, very smart man. Uh, And I know Mandy will be there, George, Lisa, we're all going to the whole gang. We're going to be there. So coming out and see us.
1: Our last live date on the books for now.
0: Yes. Last mm-hmm. live date is Mueller. She wrote at least for the year. We're uh,
1: Also, if you're a patron, then you're going to get access to a special meet and greet that we're going to be doing in Boston. And we'll announce that soon.
0: Ah, yes. That's another perk of being a patron of the Daily Beans. You get the ad free episodes and you get them the night before they come out. Um, so you can have cocktails with us. I mean, you can have cocktails in the morning if you'd like. <laughs> um, just depends on how you're feeling that day.
1: The uh, the meet and greet on the day of the show at the venue at City Winery is sold out now. So if you want to uh, meet us one on one in Boston, then become a patron and we'll send you uh, we'll send you the link to to come hang out with us in Boston.
0: Yeah, we have a second small meet and greet, which is patrons. We usually cap it at you know. The- Couple dozen people. Pretty small number. Yeah, pretty small. We, we just hang out. We have cocktails. It's fun. We just pick a location and we send it out secret, like a rave. Beers and shit talking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like a rave, really. <laughs> not like a rave? It's, it's kind of the opposite of a rave. <laughs> we, we aren't petting each other and we're drinking booze and uh, talking about politics. Mm-hmm. I think only one of those things happens at a rave. <laughs> uh, and I'm not telling you which one. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance has agreed to delay enforcing his Mazar's subpoena until after the judge rules on Trump's inju- uh, Trump, Trump's injunction or October 7th, whichever is sooner. So he's going to he's gonna activate that subpoena, and Mazars has agreed to it on October 7th, unless the judge rules otherwise prior to then, or rules in his favor prior to then, then he'll get the stuff. So we could see, not us, um, and this is a grand jury yeah. investigation, they'll get the Mazars material probably by October 7th. hope so. Ooh. All right, let's get social. Hashtag All right, and trending today is hashtag cancel New York Times or cancel NYT. And that's because the New York Times, appear, it appears that they're trying to dox the whistleblower who patriotically risked his career to speak out against the president. The Washington Post is having a flash sale today. <laughs> One year for thirty bucks, seriously, <laughs> or you can get ad free Daily Beans episodes for three dollars a month, and you know access to our private meet and greets and newsletter and stuff. Becoming a patron, hop. But if you, you know if you either way, you can hop on social media and check out hashtag cancel New York Times, cancel NYT. And while you're there, follow us at Daily Beans Pod. Uh, everyone who follows us is automatically entered to win lunch with AG and our network CEO, Jason, from Starburns Audio. For you and a friend, we'll fly to your city in lower 48. Maybe we'll go further? I don't know. Uh, it depends on how, you know, how fast we get to 20,000 followers. Because once we hit that, we're going to pick a person. Uh, and you and a friend can meet us for dinner anywhere in, in the country. And uh, out for dinner and drinks. I think that would be fun. But yeah, I can't believe the New York Times is trying to dox the whistleblower. I
1: didn't hear that story. So yeah. First time, that really disappoints me. Look, like... I don't agree with everything the New York Times does, but, like, I still uphold them in my mind as, like, a really respectable institution. And so that's... I hate that. I hate that news. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: my Washington Post is probably my favorite, just with their history, with the Supreme Court yeah. and Watergate and Woodward and Bernstein and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but,
2: you know, it, it's like... Why, the Post is really good, by the way, that movie that came out this year with yeah, The Post mm-hmm. is good incredible. Movie. Yeah. It is. I've never seen All the President's Men and I thought that mm-hmm. that's Tell what the list. post was about, so I was like, wow, this is a long setup. And it was the whole movie and <laughs> totally then it ended. different Nixon scandal. i, know. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, like, when Christ. are we going to get to the thing? You should see All the President's Men though. Oh god, yes. <laughs> movie, yeah. Movie no, Night I Jordan. Can, yeah, I keep I have it for streaming for free on my It's funny cuz it kind of but... it kind of is sort of like what's happening now. It's like the whole movie is what what's up?
0: What's up? What's up? What's up? And at the end they're like this, this guy's arrested, 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 and indicted, 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 the end. And, and so now it's like sort of what the dam breaks right at the end. And they did it that way because that's how it felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how it feels too now. And yeah. so it's, it's still so relevant. Yeah. The post was about the Pentagon Papers, right? Yep. Yeah. The Rand Corporation, the guy from Rand. Yes. It's like, I got all the stuff. And when he had all, like when the Pentagon Papers, that was like, a hundred boxes of unmarked Mm -hmm. page documents because he cut them off because they said confidential at the bottom so they didn't have page numbers. Yeah, and um, the Times was going to run with it then the Post got the actual documents the Post ran with the story but the the president had sued the New York Times and it was going to the Supreme Court and they found out that because the Washington Post used the same source as the New York Times that they would be culpable in the suit as well and they said fuck it we don't care we're publishing Mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court decided uh, in favor of the journalist the fourth estate and it's just a really like uh, it's like it's a nice anecdote to the the you know press is the enemy of the people shit that's going on in the White House right now so check it out Mm mm-hmm all yeah, right, now that I've endorsed a movie that I'm not in.
2: I'm not. Okay. I'm like, I'm like what was that? I, I what just was made that it other... sound like I'm in movies. I know, I was going to say, what was, that, what was that movie you told them you were in and you got your head shot up on a wall? Oh, Super oh yeah, Super 2. 2.
0: <laughs> Still coming out, I swear. I swear to God.
2: Uh, anyway, that's our show. Any final thoughts? Uh, no,
1: not really. This is freaking crazy and great. Yep. Yeah. Buckle yeah. up and hang on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no final thoughts. Just... yeah i don't know where to start there's so much happening but just yeah tune in because we're gonna cover all of it well my final thought is i love you guys thanks for all the work
0: that you do because it makes my job a lot easier and listeners thank you so much for listening because it makes my job uh have a reason for existing so (laughs) i appreciate all your support again follow us at daily beans if you want to become a patron patreon.com slash the daily beans
1: at daily beans pod is our twitter
0: oh did i say at daily beans at daily beans pod sorry
1: Thank okay. you. I'm here for you. I That's what
0: you. she's here for, for for me. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't do it without you guys. I swear to God, I'm so tired now. I have to go do a headlining comedy show.
1: I'm doing Tiger Tiger tonight, and I'm, <laughs> I've been up since five in the morning. And uh, <laughs> I don't this know. is posted tomorrow, but uh, Sandy Diegans Tiger Tiger is a great place to see comedy. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah whenever you get a chance, you won't be able to see me too late. But uh, missed yeah. it get out there uh, Jordan and I will be at Venice Underground Comedy in Los Angeles yes. October
2: 23rd oh my god if you're in LA please come to that show that'd be so fun to see you there oh, Yeah, it's, it's a, a free show. show
0: it's a really fun show yeah. it's a free show it's it's usually standing room only so get there early uh, and get a free wristband and come on down it's my favorite show work in all the land work field trip yay <laughs> woohoo alright guys thank you so much I've been AG I've been Jordan Coburn I've been Amanda Reader. oh and take care of yourselves, and take care of each other and take care of the planet them's the beans the Daily Beans is produced by A.G., featuring Jalisa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazel and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jalisa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com.